Welcome to Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's On the Wing Podcast. Buckle up and ride shotgun as we cover everything you need to know about the uplands. The habitat. The hunting. And of course, your favorite bird dogs. Hey, welcome to On the Wing Podcast. I'm fresh off the Minnesota Pheasant Hunting Opener, and uh, also the laundry machine is going. I'm packing for Rooster Road Trip 2022, in which the Pheasants Forever crew is headed west for a Montana mixed bag. That's right, we're headed to Montana Big Sky Country. If you've never been bird hunting in Montana, it is an absolute bucket list experience, and we're headed there. Um well, tomorrow, honestly, for uh, when I'm recording this, we're heading to Montana um, and we'll be releasing episodes for Rooster Road Trip 2022 every Wednesday, the month of November. So we're following the format of last year's Rooster Road Trip um, with new podcasts, videos, photo galleries, content dropping um, each Wednesday during the month of November. Uh, tremendous feedback last year when we retooled Rooster Road Trip, uh, so we're going to ride that again uh, for 2022. So um, be sure to um, check back every Wednesday and you'll get Rooster Road Trip content. Um, but that means it's a super tight week for me, so I'll, I thought uh, I'd jump on the recording machine and get an episode put together of my impressions for the Minnesota pheasant hunting opener. What I learned, uh, maybe a tip or two that you can put to use um, when you get out in the field um, in the coming days. Hopefully you got um, got some bird hunting on your calendar uh, before the month of October ends. Before I dive into those um, tips and impressions, I want to sh- give a shout out to On X, uh, national sponsor of Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. You know, I think about the things that um, m- make success um, in terms of putting birds in the bag these days. And, you know, there's no substitute for a good bird dog, um, you know, a comfortable pair of boots, uh, a, a, you know, a light swinging shotgun and terrific, uh, you know, federal premium ammunition. But then Onyx, um, the Onyx app is right there with it. Um, it just the, the amount of information for public access, as well as layers of habitat information right at your fingertips is really a game changer in the last couple of years uh, as a result of Onyx. Um, get a risk-free seven-day trial at onyxhunt.com. Or use the codes pheasants or quail during the checkout process for 20% off at onyxhunt.com. And um, you'll also be glad to learn that a portion of all Onyx sales using these codes goes back to support Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever's wildlife habitat mission, leading to better habitat, more wild birds, and creating more public lands for all of us to enjoy. So thank you to Onyx. All right. Minnesota opener was this past weekend, um, October 15th, 16th. I was at uh, the Captain Billy Hildebrand's cabin on Big Sock Lake in Sock Center, Minnesota. And 
folks that are familiar with the captain, he is the uh, host of Fan Outdoors on KFAN and has been the host for three decades. Um, a very, very good friend of mine, um, and I am uh, honored to be his co-host on Thursday evenings outside of the NFL season when NFL plays Thursday night games. Uh, we don't have Thursday night shows, but other times of the year we we have Thursday night shows and then every Saturday morning from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Um, on Saturday morning central time we have fan outdoors the captain's the host I'm the co-host and I've been uh, along with the captain um, doing that show for I think 13 years uh, last couple of years because rooster road trip has been over the top of the Minnesota opener we actually had a national board of directors meeting a few years ago over the top of the Minnesota opener. So I was in South Dakota, long-winded. Um, I haven't been able to enjoy the pheasant opener at the Hildebrand Cabin for probably four years. So it was a really, really fortuitous um, that uh, road trip leaves middle of this week. So I was able to join um, Captain Billy, his two sons, Chad and Eric, and their buddy, uh, Nolan, for a Public Lands opener in West Central Minnesota. Our, our target, um, and this is historically true, lots of waterfall production areas in West Central Minnesota that um, have been really good uh, pheasant hunting over the years. Just a tremendous rationale for making sure folks buy duck stamps because those duck stamp dollars help create waterfall production areas as well. But it, you know, not only do they um, create habitat for for waterfall, um, but it's ter- terrific habitat for pheasants as well, and that tends to be our targeted areas, waterfall production areas in West Central Minnesota. And that was true on Saturday morning. We uh, we got there early, and we the five of us went out. Uh, the soybeans were harvested along one edge. The corn was in on another. We started off on the soybean edge and literally took five paces. And uh, Nolan had dropped the first rooster of the season at probably nine oh two, and and it was uh, it was very good from there. Uh, we. We saw lots of birds, lots of opportunities, um, especially as we got along that cornfield edge. And you know, one of the first tips for you this this season is if you have um, you know public land grass or even private land grass for that matter next to cornfields um, that are still in, we walked um, down the edge, put up birds. And because there were other hunters sort of boxing us in from doing a great big loop, we turned around and came back along that cornfield edge within 30 minutes of the last time we passed through. And there were new birds already filtered in. Um, this time of year, they're, they're going to be trading back and forth from those, those uh, crop fields into the grass back and forth. And you can literally um, hunt the same stuff, you know, within... I, I probably wouldn't recommend a half hour, but a couple hours, and there will be new birds moving back and forth, particularly um, early in the day and then that golden hour. So that's the first tip. Even even if um, you know somebody's hunted 
a cornfield edge or crop edge, or even if it's been you, um, don't write it off as being empty because there are birds um, outside of what your eyes can see moving back and forth. Another thing, another impression, and Renee Tamala talked about this uh, in, in last week's episode um, about North Dakota's opener that she saw a lot of young birds. It, it sort of surprised me because I was thinking we had, you know, really, really good nesting conditions for a first hatch. But um, Renee's um, impressions were absolutely 100% matched with what I saw out there in West Central Minnesota, as well as on uh, all the social channels I was monitoring, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, lots and lots and lots of very young roosters with just lit, little bits of color on them. There clearly was a, a late hatch this season. Must have been all the rain that we received in the upper Midwest in June. Um, likely washed out some some nests and there was a second or third nesting attempt that pulled off uh, younger birds that because there are lots and lots of young birds barely you know they're basically in puberty right now they they don't have their big boy colors yet and um, um, you gotta make sure you know what you're shooting at but that bodes well on a couple of fronts, uh, bodes well that there was new birds added to the population, but likely uh, some of those will escape um, um, early season harvest because people just simply can't tell right away if there are uh, roosters or not, roosters or hens. So some of those birds will survive, and that'll keep us uh, all engaged for middle and late season as those birds grow up and add add colors, uh, definitely another impression. Lots and lots of hunters out. It was really great to see so many people enjoying opening weekend. Lots of shooting. So I know you know just based on little areas that I was out hunting. Um, lots of hunters. Lots of shooting. Um, hopefully everybody had lots of success based on, based on Instagram, uh, people were having lots of success in, uh, Minnesota and South Dakota for opening weekend, um, this past couple of days. So, um, kind of getting down to the last couple of thoughts, beans in West Central Minnesota appear to be mostly harvested, uh, and in corn is coming out really quickly. I, I believe that as we head towards this second weekend here, it's a MEA weekend in Minnesota, which means there'll be lots of families out pheasant hunting uh, towards the end of the week and weekend in both uh, Minnesota and, and I'm sure folks going to the Dakotas as well. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute spectacular weekend this coming weekend. The forecast looks pretty good. With the corn coming out as much as it is, I think there were a lot of birds that uh, escaped um, being harvested this weekend during the opener that uh, found refuge in the corn. And they will be out there for you to find in the grass as corn gets harvested um, feverishly this weekend. So I, I think this second weekend of the Minnesota-South Dakota, third weekend in North Dakota season will be 
really, really strong. So hope it, hope you're out uh, able to get out with your families and enjoy um, this this weekend coming up. I'll I'll close this episode. I always close uh, on the wing podcast with uh, um, you know always follow the dog. Something good will rise, and that uh, came to fruition on Sunday morning of the opener opening weekend. Uh, we started off uh, in a WPA along Cornfield Edge, and I, I tend to because I, I the captain runs Brittany's, um, one of his sons runs Brittany's, uh, one of his um, other son Eric runs Golden Retrievers, and another buddy runs Golden. So uh, we have mix of flushers and pointers, and I, I tend to um, try to get on the far side of the group. Um, because my short hairs tend to run a little bit bigger than anybody else. And the downside to that is anybody that's hunted a line knows that the one person walking that end um, can hold up the whole line. And and there's a lot of just internal pressure when the line is moving forward and the dog wants to run off to the right or to the left um, or, or just outside of the normal, you know, march. But you have to remember you're out there to try to find birds. And those dogs' noses are smarter than the the collection of the line. And I, right away on Sunday morning, I was on the far end of the line. And I had my older short hair, Esky, eight and a half, peel off to the right. And internally, I was battling like, oh, we're walking this cornfield edge. I'm holding up this group of four other guys but this I have enough belief in in my my older short hair esky to just say follow your own advice Bob and I peeled off to the right with her and I could see the whole group sort of waiting for me but and they waited for five minutes and ten minutes as I (laughs) as I followed esky on a on a chase and thankfully, I, you know, after a dog that, I, that I've known for eight plus years, I could tell she was on a bird. Her tail was wagging. She was, her nose to the ground. She was scenting. And we, we went on a, a race for probably 300 yards and, um, until she locked up on point of a little evergreen bush um, in the middle of this grass. I thought, okay, this this bird has finally kind of went on a on a race and found security in this bush. Now I got to figure out which end of the bush it's going to escape from. And when you, I don't know, when when I go on this long a run, I always think it's going to be a rooster. It's just they're in their DNA to run. So I I was ready to roll, and I I. Esky was pointed on the right side, so I guessed that the bird would try to flush on the left, and and um, it all came together. Um, she was pointed rock solid. I I um, went to the left. The bird exploded in a flash of color, just red and green and blue and brown, and and. Uh, Pulled up, swung, made a good shot, dropped the bird, and um, Esky grabbed it, brought it to me, and it was like, everything you spend the entire season 
waiting and hoping for had all come together. And uh, that line of four people <laughs> uh, who had been waiting for me erupted into cheers because uh, they knew, uh, you know, it, it's not about a march. It's about trying to find the birds and having some success and having some fun. And it, and it did come all together in a great sequence. Um, so I, I leave you with that story today. You know, you're going to feel that sense of um, uh, guilt <laughs> leaving the group. And you got to make sure that you're, if you're leaving the group, that you're staying um, in a safe scenario. You can't just um, go off, wander, and, and create problems from a safety where people don't know where you are shooting-wise. And, and that's a good conversation to have before you leave the field, to, to have that discussion about, you know, my dog gets on on a bird i'm i'm gonna veer off and you know wait for me to come back to the group and i will it's but it's much more um manageable pheasant hunting to veer off than it is rough grouse hunting in the woods where (laughs) that can be a real challenge but um nevertheless um that's that's why we're out there uh follow the dog enjoy the colors the explosion um and then uh, take your time, make a good shot, and and uh, then enjoy uh, the feast that comes afterwards. That bird um, was was put on the grill with um, some vegetables from the garden, and it was absolutely terrific. Not only because it pheasant tastes wonderful, but that was a a great memory that some that some hard work uh, from a dog and. Uh, um, public lands all brought to fruition. So uh, an abbreviated episode of On the Wing podcast for you this week, but uh, nevertheless, I um, hope you found a nugget or two that will make you um, a little bit better, Hunter. Um, maybe a reminder of um, enjoying the season. Um, hope you're all able to get out there and uh savor the fruits of of your labors particularly if you're pheasants forever quail forever volunteer putting habitat on the ground in public access for all of us to enjoy um so a shout out to all the pheasants forever and quail forever volunteers working um through chapters in local communities on behalf of all of us and all the wild birds out there thank you for what you do if you're not yet um, a volunteer, not yet part of a chapter, go to um, find a chapter page on the Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever website. If you're not yet a member, we got some killer offers going on right now. There's a Pheasants Forever or a Quail Forever Blaze Orange hat and buff offer happening right on the um, kind of the carousel of the home pages right now. So killer deals to get you involved in conservation in our wildlife habitat mission. I uh, want to invite you to, to Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever banquets happening all over the country right now. Go to pheasantsforeverevents.org to find banquets wherever you may live or wherever uh, you may be traveling to bird hunt. And then a shout out to uh, my buddy Dave Simonette and the band Trampled by Turtles for uh, helping us along with a membership offer, very unique collaboration, Trampled by Pheasants or Trampled by Quail, where you can get a uh, custom 
artwork T-shirt um, made by uh, um, Logan Schmidt, who's a who's done artwork for Chris Stapleton and Eric Church and the Avett Brothers and Trampled by Turtles. Um, but some just tremendous artwork. You can become a member at pheasantsforever.org/trampled or quailforever.org/trampled. And uh, you'll see the really cool Trampled by Pheasants or Trampled by Quail shirt that comes with that membership. Moral of the story, we've got lots of ways for you get, to get involved and get uh, to, and become members of Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever. Hopefully you're members of both. Um, really critically important um, to get you involved in conservation. So thanks for listening to this episode of On the Wing Podcast. We'll be back with Rooster Road Trip episodes coming up here shortly. Um, in the meantime, follow those dogs. Something good is going to rise. Guarantee it. Might be a rooster, might be a hen, but it's going to be beautiful uh, no matter what. Follow those dogs into those public lands, into the wildlife habitat, private land or public land. Follow those dogs into the grasslands. Good times are right now. October, November, December, January. It's hunting season. Get out there. Thanks, everybody.